Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello, everyone. Well, we, the pastors of uh, Blessings, are going to start a new series of sorts, and we want to explore something that the Apostle Paul talks about in Galatians 5, namely, the fruit of the Spirit. And I wonder for yourself how you conceive of the Christian life. What does it mean to live the Christian life? What does it mean to be a good Christian? For a lot of people, it has to do with obeying the Ten Commandments, not sinning, doing the right thing. And that's a particular perspective that has some validity. I want to call it the law perspective. The law perspective is great for some things, but not so great for others. It has some liabilities. It kind of reduces the Christian life simply to doing the right thing and to not sinning. And we want to argue over the course of this series that there's a lot more that we should be envisioning in terms of the Christian life. And so when we think of problems that one might uh, face, uh, take for example, somebody has a porn problem. How should you respond to a porn problem? Well, the counsel that people with a law perspective have is this. One should get a filter on one's computer. One should have an accountability partner. And all of that is true. I think we want to recognize that the Christian life, however, is far more than simply managing sin. Suppose you stop looking at porn, but you're still a very frustrated and unhappy person. Is that a good thing? Is that what God expects of us? If you have a law perspective, you might be satisfied in terms of your Christian obligations by going to church on Sunday, by giving money to the deacons, by supporting causes, Christian causes, by going to small group. But what if you're still a very cranky person? Are you being a good Christian simply because you're keeping commandments and you're doing the right things? I think we want to suggest that there's another perspective with which to consider the Christian life that isn't simply a law perspective, but what we might call a virtue perspective. If you have a virtue perspective, you're concerned not simply about doing the right thing, but about becoming a better person. You're concerned about these other dimensions of human life that a law perspective is somewhat indifferent to. Things like happiness and joy and contentment and gratitude. So whereas a law perspective has the capacity to restrain the heart, we want a perspective that can help us train the heart. And for that, we need uh, the scriptures to inform our perspective. It's really striking that when you read through the book of Acts, for instance, you find the apostles rejoicing when they were imprisoned, even singing hymns. How is it possible for these individuals when they were persecuted, not to be angry and frustrated, but actually to be joyful and to be thankful and to sing praises to God. Well, they had a perspective that was shaped by Scripture. So Scripture plays an important role in a virtue perspective 
to train our hearts how to respond to certain situations properly. I think we could also think in terms of practicing spiritual disciplines. I'm very fond of Dallas Willard, and he defines a discipline as doing what you can in order to do what you can't. Most of us, I would guess, cannot run a marathon if we decided to in the moment, but most of us can also run. And by doing what we can running, we can eventually do what we can't, run a marathon. And so we've got to start somewhere and we can practice certain spiritual disciplines. Now, some of this may be rather small. I know of an individual who, when he stubs his toe, breaks out in a song. That's a little discipline that he's taught himself. Instead of cursing or swearing, he breaks out in a hymn. But you can also think of a spiritual discipline like fasting. And fasting, we are abstaining from eating. And it's a discipline that we practice to learn how to deal with very powerful desires in our lives. And if you practice fasting, you discover that you can abstain from food and still experience a kind of contentment, realizing that the Lord provides you true sustenance. That teaches us a lot about mastering sinful desires. If we abstain from these sinful desires, we can still experience a great contentment in the Lord, even a kind of euphoria. Well, when Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit, this is the kind of life he is envisioning, not simply not sinning, not simply doing the right thing, but becoming a better person, growing in one's faith, growing closer to the Lord Jesus Christ, living the way that Jesus would want you to live if Jesus were you. I want to read with you these uh, verses where the Apostle Paul talks about it. It's Galatians chapter 5. And here's what he says. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, he says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How would you want your life to be described? How would you want your life to be characterized? Simply by not sinning? Simply by doing what is right? Or do you want your life characterized by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, these virtues? Well, we're going to take time over the coming weeks to explore the fruit of the Spirit to help you and to help me live our lives not simply in obedience, but with joy and with contentment. Thanks for tuning in. 